Welcome at Closing Strong, your bi-weekly Adyen commercial news show. My name is Eva Wibbe and I lead the Commercial Academy. And with me today in the studio, I've got Roland, as you now know, my sidekick. I've got Pien, who gives meaning to the numbers. I've got Floris Zeeuwe, account manager in Amsterdam. And online from Sweden and Holland, I've got Michiel Kossen from the issuing team and Rebecca AM from Sweden. So you might be wondering, Why am I presenting to you today? Well, it's because I'm taking up a challenge. Uh, This is a new initiative of uh, of the Commercial Academy. And although we love the content, we do see that you guys find it a little bit lengthy. So my team challenged me uh, to take on and try out if I can bring, if we can bring this uh, talk show to you in only 20 minutes today. So that's why we're saying it's a commercial news show and I hope you enjoy it. Are you guys with me? Yep, we are. All right, let's dive in. Um, first part of today is a little bit of celebration of success. Because the reason why we're doing this show is also because we want to close strong. And sometimes I hear that people think nothing happens after Black, Black Friday. So we were counting and uh, preparing and for the competition... What do we see? Uh, first of all, Roland, do you still sign off all deals? Um, I hardly sign off anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, because else you would have been very, very busy. And uh, before we dive into the program, I wanted to take a moment to show you how much has happened in the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Dear uh, commercial teams, it's not 10 deals that that's been signed. It's not 20. It's not 100 but it's 231 deals past two weeks. I think that's quite something. What do you guys think? Roland? Yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it more than... Uh, uh, yeah, is it significant for the, the end of the year? Or what is it... Is it normal? Do we always sign off this many uh, deals in two weeks? Um, it, it's a lot. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but it also shows that uh, it's a myth to say nothing happens in this window after Black Friday, holiday season. Everybody's focused on uh, running their business. Huge stuff happens and this shows. So it's nice. Yeah, very nice. Flores, was it a surprise to you, 231? Uh, to be honest, the number is, uh, is big, right? It's massive, but uh, also not a surprise. I mean, looking around, everyone is so busy still. Uh, so only good. Yeah. yeah. Good, huh? So we're going to dive into these numbers. 231 deals. And with me, of course, we have Pien. And uh, Pien, I would say, is uh, giving meaning to all the data and analytics that we have. Uh, We're going uh, to go into the numbers are in our bi-weekly competition uh, against uh, country to country. So Pien, what happened the past two weeks? Yes, thank you, Eva. Um, yeah, and we already discussed this, but um, we're actually discussing just the current status of the leaderboard and not the end status. So, yeah, we actually realized that we don't have to go to through each country one by one and make it super exciting because everything can still happen until the 31st of December. 
so for now I will just indeed discuss uh, what happened in the past two weeks and I will call out some big changes in the leaderboard. Okay, let's start. Um, so what did we see in the past two weeks? Well, first of all, indeed, we signed 231 deals in total. Um, and it's a total amount of 19 billion in processing volume. So really massive. And especially account management did really well because 60% of the deals was from account management and 40% from sales. Um, and finally, half of the deals uh, and half of the volume was from the unified commerce pillar. So looking at the leaderboard, uh, we see that we have the same top three. Number one, China. Number two, Sweden. And number three, UK. Um, but we see a new name in our leaderboard, Singapore. Um, and another new name in our leaderboard, France. Um, which came into the top 10 as the number 10. Um, and finally, Germany uh, went up with two places. Whoa, that sounds amazing. Um, there's a lot has happened. And what we would like to do now is to just dive into the top three stories. So first we have Singapore. Is that right, Pien? Yeah, that's right, indeed. Um, Singapore really stood out this time because they went from the 13th place to the fourth place. Uh, and that was mainly because of Paymate. Uh, and Ben, the sales manager on this account, already texted uh, Eva and I because he was really curious if Singapore would make it to the top 10. Paymate is a B2B SaaS payments platform for supplier invoices. It enables businesses to make fast and seamless payments and improves cash flows and end-to-end -end reconciliation. The sales manager together with the team was already working on Paymate for over a year. Uh, and at that time, uh, Balance product was not really ready in Singapore yet. Uh, so they really had to create their own paths and work with internal stakeholders to move this deal forward and to uh, make it happen. And it was successfully because they uh, are going live now in Singapore, Malaysia and Australia with 2.4 billion in processing volume uh, through Agent for Platforms. Let's uh, dive in a little bit more. Uh, Flores, when we were preparing, you were saying something about this deal that stood out. Could you uh, share that? Yeah, I think uh, what's cool about Paymate is that it's a, a whole new industry for us, right? And uh, I think we're seeing some deals left and right or like in the pipeline on this. But this is one that's actually active and um, in practice. And also I spoke to the account manager that works on the deal. And I think what's cool is this is really pushing the boundaries in our platform. For instance, uh, I think we have a 150K limit uh, on transactions in euros. So that's the maximum ATV amount. you mean? No, that's the maximum amount you can process for a single transaction. But for instance, because we are in the supplier invoice uh, industry here, we see crazy amounts. And I think here, even we see a scenario where the AM had to talk to our platform and say like, hey guys, we need a maximum amount of 25 million per transaction. So that's one transaction, which is 25 million. And I think a lot of those things are unheard of before. And that's really cool about kind of this new industry, I think. And where do you think it will bring our platform to? Uh, well, it will be more diverse, right? Because uh, now it's 
primarily focused on uh, a lot of use cases we already know, but I think with this we also see that we're transitioning alike uh, with embedded financial services and issuing, etc., in different areas, and also with that comes that we need to change and shape the product in a way that works. There. Yeah, very so it's cool. It's only super exciting. Roland, what do you think? Um, yeah, what I'm thinking is um, um, <laughs> when I when I started to work in the payments uh, business um, <laughs> 23 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the one big topic at that time, and this is like early 2000s, was EBPP, electronic bill presentment and payment. And that was a, a, a very much an upcoming uh, um, a vertical at the time with huge expectation. It's a bit like uh, yeah, the, the hottest new thing at the time. This yeah. is going to be huge, you know. The whole promise of everybody's going to send out electronic invoices and automatically pay for it, especially in B2B. Nothing happened. Nothing happened for 20 years. Yeah. And uh, finally, EBPP. Here we go. Yeah. Super cool. Some change takes time. <laughs> Adjen, PPP. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, really cool. Let's go to the second country that we wanted to, to highlight uh, this competition, which is... Pien. France. <laughs> <laughs> France uh, entered the top, as I said, they entered the top 10 as our no new number 10. Uh, they closed highest amount of deals this time, 60 deals in total. And they got most of their points through partner bonus. Um, and their biggest deal was uh, Accor Invest, which actually had partners involved. They had partners uh, Oracle, Shiji, and Muse System uh, involved. Um, and Accor Invest is the biggest uh, franchisee of Accor Group, uh, which owns many hotel brands like Swiss Hotel, Fairmont, and Mercure Hotels. Um, and they won the RFP in beginning 2023 by really showing our key differentiators. Uh, first, we have, of course, a single full-stack uh, platform or full-stack solution. And we uh, can offer uh, a lot of uh, hospitality guest journeys. Um, yeah, so with this deal, um, Agen is going to be their main global payments provider. Uh, and especially uh, they're active in uh, Europe, where they will process in-person payments, payment by link, and later on probably also uh, e-commerce. Uh, and for their in-person payment solution, it's fully integrated with their property management systems. So with Oracle Opera, Oracle OPI, and uh, with Muse systems. Uh, they will process 1.5 billion in yearly processing volume across 800 hotels and 1,800 terminals. Uh, and they will start rolling out next year. Wow. By the way, kudos for how you memorized all these numbers, Pien. Uh, I think that's also <laughs> quite something. Uh, but let's highlight France a little bit. Um, first of all, I think it's interesting partnerships. We hear that they are in the ranking now because they uh, signed the most uh, deals these two weeks. Uh, Pien, how many did you say? Uh, 60 in total. Six, zero? Yeah. That's one-fourth of all the deals that are signed, eh? Almost. Yeah. For one country. 
That is epic. Roland, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, I find it's, uh, it, it's interesting eh, because uh, hospitality is moving quite quickly. There's yeah? uh, People always say it's a slow industry, but there's a lot of change going on because if you hear what's, what's, uh, what are the partners uh, Accor is working with, it's Muse, it's Oracle, um, and it's a direct relationship here eh, because they're going to be working directly with Atien using these partners. At the same time, both Oracle as well as Muse are running on AFP and they're embedding payments. And that's also a very important path of what these companies are building. So what you run into here is a situation where, Accor, are you going to work directly with us or are you going to work with a partner? And if we're not careful, we're actually competing with our partner. So th this shows a bit the growing potential conflict of, yeah. of channels, yeah. uh, but also the opportunity and uh, I think it's it's um, really well done to navigate this because, of course, we want to help our partners. We want to grow an AFP, but it doesn't always fit. So balancing this, and cur currently th there's a lot of change going on. So yeah. what is the best way to go yeah. about it? They figured it out here, but there will be more and more complexities down the road. So talk to the pillar, uh, talk to each other to figure out how to best deal with that. So well done. any more specific advice on that? What you think is, uh, it, it, indeed, we need to, to f figure it out. But is there, do we have a bigger interest in one or the other? Um, no, the, the biggest interest that we have is our customer. So we want to do what's best for them. What is a model that they are best uh, serviced by? That's the starting point. If it means we work with the partner that's running AFP with us, of course, we want to help us. We'll never compete with them. Uh, but if we think like, hey, yeah, on, on the managed solution that a partner offers, it can only handle yeah. a subset. So, for example, it doesn't cover certain industries, uh, certain countries. Mm. Yeah, then probably it's not a great fit. But let's be open and transparent mm. about it. Yeah. Have you been in a situation uh, like that, Flores? Um, to be honest, this uh, I, I think this is a seems like a very complex deal, right? Like a lot of stakeholders here. I think, uh, like what Roland mentioned, also we have to be careful where we nurture, where we play. Uh, I haven't personally been in a situation like that, so I can imagine it's also so much work yeah. going through navigating that, managing the stakeholders. Yeah. But yeah. Str some people sometimes call strategic selling, right? And I sometimes I don't <laughs> like that word strategic, but I think now I understand it. This is strategic selling. Yeah, it's the selling, of course, right? But also after that comes maintaining the relationship and also seeing like where we can still grow and how we do that. And I think that's also super complex, right? With deals like these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good that you highlighted the yeah. long-term interest for the customer. Yeah, the, the, that's the starting point. I think transparency is important. We value that a lot as Adyen. And I think finally, of course, collaboration. Yeah. Look, we have the, the pillar, we have partnerships, account management, sales. If we work together, we're so strong. Um, and, and we just want Adyen and our customer to win. And, and then we can, yeah. Uh, yeah, we yeah. can navigate this. Yeah, awesome. Pien, the third country to highlight today. Yes, going to the final country, um, and that is Sweden. Sweden did extremely well again uh, these past two weeks. They closed 50 deals in total, and they came especially from account management. 75% came from account management, 25% from sales. Um, and their biggest deal that went live was with eTravelai. Uh, we already saw them two episodes ago uh, with a regional expansion to Japan, uh, but now it's about an issuing deal. 
And we have Michiel and Rebecca uh, dialing in to discuss more about this win. Uh, but for now, I will see you in two weeks for the final update of the leaderboard before we will announce the winner. Woo! So indeed, we're going to the final column of uh, Closing Strong this episode, and that is the spotlight. So following the numbers are in competition, we wanted to take a, uh, a few more minutes to ask questions to the people involved in the deal that really stood out. And this time we've chosen e-travely, an issuing deal in Sweden. And talking about collaboration, we have uh, Michiel Kosse here from the issuing team and uh, Rebecca AM from Sweden. So going live to you two. Um, Rebecca, would you like to share a little bit more details on the deal? Like interested in the size, uh, who did we compete with, what were their problems uh, and how did we win? Yes, so um, basically I want to rewind back a bit. So eTravelEye is an online travel agency. Uh, they do not only acquire funds for travelers, they also need to purchase the tickets from, uh, from the flight operators. And this they can do with virtual cards. Uh, that's one option. Uh, the previous account manager, Katja Eriksson, was actually managing this account at the time. And she, the relationship with eTravelI grew when she took over the account back in 2020. And she, along with the trusted relationship, she um, opened many doors uh, to understanding eTravelI's needs. Um, and one of them was sharing revenue and um, yeah, issuing virtual cards. Yeah, because that, that wasn't possible with their current provider at the time, sharing revenue? No, to my, well, to my understanding, we were competing with someone and I think Michael has more information on that, so he will share it. So we were actually competing with someone, Yeah, um, but um, we won due to the strong relationship and they also constantly highlight that they value this and they want to keep expanding with us due to yeah. the trust they have with us right now. Yeah. Awesome. But Michiel, I hear competition a few times. Who did we compete uh, with to win this deal? Yeah, I mean, like many, uh, or like most OTAs, uh, eTravelI uses multiple suppliers on the, for, for their virtual cards. Uh, in this case, it was Neum and Wax Enet. Um, very unknown players, eh? For, for, for people that are not selling into issuing uh, floors. Yeah, it's, I, I believe it's always quite the same set of players, right, Michiel? Indeed. So yeah. Flores knows well because he has uh, he also manages sticks, which is where we are competing directly with Neum. Mm. And, and that's also a little bit um, the challenge with dealing with this kind of uh, customers is because um, they, can, they have always have multiple providers and can switch uh, volume as they see fit. So it's hard to, for us to, um, uh, to show our value yeah. and to create stickiness. Yeah. And how did we win, uh, Michiel? Why did we win? Um, my, uh, companies this size, like Itrefly, uh, it's about 6 billion in issuing volume, so that's really, really massive. Uh, they like to take destiny in their own hands. So they like um, to deal directly with the schemes, uh, but one of the routes to, to, to be able to do so is getting your own issuing license. But that comes with a lot of hassle, a lot of requirements, blind site, et cetera. So Travel, I didn't want to go there. They want to have the, the, uh, the benefits of yeah. having a direct relationship with the schemes, 
but do let all the hard work, all the heavy lifting, do by another company, and that would be then would be would be us. Perfect, hey, yeah. Roland, Flores, I see some excitement <laughs> on your faces, Roland. Yeah, we, we uh, start laughing when we hear uh, let the uh, let the hard work be done by someone yeah. else, and uh, <laughs> we don't uh, shy away from doing the hard work, right? And uh, we like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, really, really nice. Um, maybe also nice about this deal is that it is issuing. And Michiel and I were talking that a year or a year and a half ago we were giving trainings and we still had to convince people to start selling issuing. And I think this deal just shows um, that we're really uh, starting to win in this, uh, in this uh, area. Can Roland. I ask a question uh, uh, to Michiel? So um, looking at these two competitors, they don't seem uh, to be players that do both online uh, payment processing as well as issuing. Did it make a difference that we both do the inbound payment flow and combine that with issuing? Is that a competitive advantage in this, uh, in, in this situation? Um, yeah, all the OTAs find it interesting. Nobody using it yet. Uh, and that's because the, for everybody, it's very, very two different flows currently. So um, their incoming payments are separated from their outgoing payments. So we are actually the first player who can combine those and yeah, improve their cash flow and make those funds ready, uh, yeah, right away available on the issuing side. Would give a plus, eh? would give them a couple of days uh, earlier their money on the side where they need to pay their suppliers. Um, but so far, everybody finds it interesting. Nobody has, uh, has taken the bait. Okay. Let's show them the value. Yeah. <laughs> That's also really cool, I think, about uh, working with these companies, right? Because you see that traditionally a similar set of players been there. And then, although I think it's fair to say that our product isn't fully ready across for OTAs, they are really OTAs keen. is online travel agents, yeah. uh, by the way, for those. Yeah. So for those <laughs> using issuing and also acquiring, I think what is really exciting is that everyone is excited that Agen is offering this and they're also willing to help us uh, push the product and develop yeah. products. So we're, Michiel and I are on a call, for instance, uh, with some of these merchants and we're talking to the product team on like, hey, this is how we use it. This is what we want. Can we work on it? And because it's relatively new as well in Agen, uh, I think we can really facilitate that and we can really strengthen also the relationship with these companies. So that's super exciting. Nice. Yeah. All right, and Rebecca, um, I want to go back to you because we've uh, spotlighted uh, Sweden by talking about this issuing deal. But Sweden is also a, um, a relatively maybe smaller country in comparison to China and the US, but still is uh, uh, on top of the competition already for a while. Could you shed some light on the team culture in Sweden and uh, how do you guys win? Yes, so that's an interesting question. and. I think we constantly try to find new ways to upsell. And one, uh, what we are doing right now is that we have this Andele challenge that we call, we were gonna call it the Andiamo challenge, <laughs> but it's called Andele challenge. And we're challenging each other to find new ways, new opportunities in order to upsell and find, like anywhere we can find more margin. Let's just take it, yeah. Epic. Roland, yeah. Andiamo going yeah. to Sweden? What, how do yeah. you like that? Yeah, yeah, what do you think? I love it. 
<laughs> so cool, yeah. right? Thank you, so Rebecca. Best collaboration team initiative, I would say. Yeah. Thank you. Super, super great to hear from you. All right. Uh, we're getting uh, to the end of the Closing Strong episode five. Uh, we have one more to go uh, before the end of the year. Roland, any final comments of this episode? Um, yeah, final comment coming back on the numbers that Pien shared. I think half of all the volume that we did was unified commerce, mm. which especially in this time of year is really interesting eh? because this myth of retail shuts down. Nah, there, there is still a yeah. lot going on. I find that uh, very, very nice learning. Myth busted. Yeah. Flores? I'm just uh, very excited for the next episode, to be honest, because we haven't closed the year yet. And yeah. I mean, we, we mentioned Sweden. I think there's something super cool coming up yeah. uh, recently closed. Yeah. Uh, so I think for the yeah. next episode. Yeah, yeah. and there people are texting me like, oh, we can make a big jump. Um, and in the next episode, we've got Peter van der Does as a table guest and Carrie Bauman, who's celebrating 10 years of selling Adyen in the US. Uh, so I hope to see you back. Bye. <laughs>